Hub Hopper Originals. Today on Executive Mom Stories. That was a tough time when I was setting up my own company and my son was doing his 12th and he was traveling to Vancouver and his um, and in between you know while this transition was all this was happening I we discovered that my uh, elder son had blood pressure. Hello friends, welcome to the podcast Executive Mom Stories. This is not an ordinary business podcast, but this show is with ordinary people who are making an extraordinary effort, the working moms, who are juggling to keep a balance at work and home. Priya Marwa is the founder and managing director of Taiki Jobs, an executive search firm. She has been voted as one of the 25 most influential women in India by CEO Magazine 2017 and has been featured by Business World for her strong focus on diversity hiring and inclusion. She is having two sons, aged 13 and 19 years. Priya is a seasoned C-level executive search consultant. Her career spans over two decades where she has worked on complex assignments across domain and geographies. Over the years, she has accomplished in excess of 100 successful leadership hirings. Before starting on her own, she was a partner with Stanton Chase International, heading the consumer product and services vertical in India, and an APAC lead for Pharma. She has been instrumental in building the FMCG practice at ABC Consultants Private Limited, where she spent 12 years of her career as an executive director and won many rewards for her exemplary contribution to the company's growth. Let's listen to Priya Marwa. So, hi Priya. Um, how are you? Hi Kavita, I'm doing well. Okay. So, uh, can you tell us about your journey and particularly the transition from an employee to an entrepreneur that to being a mother of two kids? Okay, uh, you're talking about, technically speaking, almost 20 years of my life. Uh, that is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I come from a background which has uh, always been in business. And my immediate family has never actually been an employee mm-hmm. as such. Uh, so, always had a mindset of an entrepreneur. Okay. Always wanted to do uh, my own thing, but wanted to learn the ropes before jumping in. So, um, how did the journey start? Well, I wasn't expecting to jump into it kind of a thing. I thought I'm going to plan it out. But was tired after working for almost 23, 24 years, you know, the same old routine of getting up at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning, rushing at least 30 kilometers away to an office, you know, for the last 13, 14 years and coming back and still not feeling satisfied that you've done it all, you know. And I think uh, somewhere down the line, I always, uh, uh, what do you say, in Hindi, you call it kida, <laughs> to do something more. Uh, I always wanted to do something more than what I'm doing. And I wanted the independence of doing what I wanted to do. And uh, took the plunge in 2015. And then since then, there's been no looking back. So can you tell about uh, the uh, firm that you have started and what what it is into and what is your role as a founder? The name of the firm is Taiki Jobs. Now, the first question that I always get from my clients or anybody I'm meeting, they first of all, first of all uh, they start by calling Taiki as Tai Chi, as Lichi. One of my clients, I still remember, uh, called it Lichi. I was like, hang on. <laughs> Don't call it Lichi. Don't spoil the name. Then I told them what 
Taiki stands for. Taiki is a Greek goddess for luck and fortune. I've always been fascinated by Greek mythology, you know, um, uh, since I was very young. And uh, I think it uh, made perfect sense for me to choose a Greek word for my for the name of my company. We're into executive search. When I say executive search, we're into a lot of leadership hiring across sectors, across domains, across industry. Um, we do n n minus one minus two kind of roles so typically that means the functional heads and one level below the functional heads is what we are doing and uh, it's been now four years tremendous learning and tremendous journey uh, to be on the own what i love about it is um, that i'm doing what i really wanted to do perfect so in the start of space did you find gender gap problems and uh, how did you encounter those differences were there many uh, male employees, you know, who were actually into this phase? So how did you tackle that kind of difference when you were, let's say, pitching in uh, in any of the company and then trying to get the uh, leads? So most of the companies that we've been typically working on have been multinational companies and uh, they're very high on diversity hiring. Mm -hmm. So one of the examples that I will uh, give you is a GSK Consumer Health uh, Company, GlaxoSmithKline. Right? Okay. Um, the day we were about to sign the contract uh, uh, was a woman's day you know and we signed the contract the same day and they called me over to their office they gave me a big gift and you know and they said that we've got finally got even as partners you know we are encouraging you know women to come forward so uh, there wasn't any kind of a gender uh, biases or anything like that Kavita um, uh, where my clients were concerned um, most of them I had known while I was working as an employee uh, there were few new ones I really didn't face in fact I faced a lot of encouragement you know uh, people saying that look wow you've taken this step of moving finally doing what you want to do which most of us are trying to you know figure out uh, so didn't really face any biases as such okay so being in the domain of recruitment uh, you come across various employers and, and you mentioned GSK was one of them so how do you see the scenario unfolding for working moms at the workplace in terms of hiring requirements? Okay, uh, so this has been a tremendous journey, a uh, journey from uh, companies, uh, uh, very large companies uh, and uh, you know people at influential positions saying that uh, we don't want to hire women in certain roles because they are not committed or they only uh, come in uh, to earn uh, when they want to buy cosmetics. From that kind of mentality, people have actually moved on from there and have started welcoming uh, women, you know, uh, in different functions. And uh, even manufacturing and uh, shop floor and uh, supply chain, procurement, you can see, you know, women actually working in different, different kind of diverse functions within a company and the mindsets have totally changed because they realize that women bring a lot more I'm not saying I'm not undermining the man's contribution over here but saying uh, from a commitment perspective you know and uh, um, you know uh, the uh, the hardcore responsibility accountability I think uh, those are areas where um, women are really seeing very positively and companies have been welcoming them and um, 
people are now open to taking women who have children at home or planning a family uh, or you know getting back to work after a prob probably a sabbatical or something like that and they are they are more understanding to the fact that if a person is taking a break especially a diversity there could be prior family commitments uh, uh, people have started accepting that okay so what is uh, normally uh, that's happened over the period of 20 years or so that at first you know um, if somebody was working one would say that look uh, she's working because she needs the money okay now I think all of us need the money uh, uh, which is there irrespective whether it's a woman or a man or, or, or whoever it is but nowadays uh, women are working more because they want careers and of course the money they want the independence and uh, the clients have started or the companies have started accepting that so as we see the flourishing of gig economy, you know, uh, how do the employers see job hop hopping, you know, by the uh, female employees? That's not really taken well. Okay. So um, job employee for anybody, irrespective whether it's a female or a male, uh, it's not really taken well. And uh, I personally am of all the view uh, of the view that if somebody doesn't spend a considerable amount of time within the company, you know, uh, the person has not really learned or contributed to the organization. So if you're talking about a one year or two year stint, I think even two years is not enough to contribute to the company and learn and it's your own personal growth that gets hampered. So if you're switching over jobs too often that shows a lot of psychological effects also that the person is not it's not really been steady as a person you know he's uh, he's after every one year he's changing jobs you know or after every two years he's looking for something new. People are looking for people who are loyal who are committed while loyalty can be defined into varied terms you know for different people but today when we are talking about loyalty to the work is loyalty to the project that you're doing even if you join today a company and there is a certain um, uh, you know certain uh, important project that's given to you to work in and you uh, don't finish it off and you leave it within a year's time that actually talks more about you as a person rather than commitment to the work but as a working uh, woman, you know, the female also has certain commitment to her uh, family life as well, right? So, in such situations, you know, she has to do frequent job changes, maybe, you know, moving from Pune to Bangalore, then Bangalore to Delhi. So, how do you think she should be handling such situations where uh, there is a, what do you say, the force or the request from spouse end that you know I need to move now because you know I'm not happy with the current job so how do you think she should take it up and uh, still make it okay uh, so probably uh, you know Kavita the times are changing the new generation uh, that's come up or uh, especially the 25 to 30 35 years who spent at least 8 to 10 years in a particular company are uh, very clear that the wife's job is as important as the as their own jobs uh, and again we come back to the same question that people are changing frequently right. it generally doesn't happen that the person changes in two years time or one and a half years time or something like that in case it is happening uh 99% of the women are staying back at home okay uh they're not looking for jobs they they know that look 
my husband's going to change every two years so they are not able to do a job right and they will pick up a, a side a kind of entrepreneurial uh, mm-hmm. you know stuff to keep them occupied over right, there right, which right. can actually be run from anywhere the second option i've seen women doing is doing consulting for small organization which doesn't become like a regular job you know and you can do it uh, you know where from wherever whichever place that you want to the third most important thing is wherever women are uh, jumping because their husbands are changing jobs you know and that's happening quite frequently if it's large organization they have a lot of branches everywhere and companies support so either they take a transfer or something like that that's the way okay so so are we talking about you know stay uh, stay at home moms or you know cases where a female has to take the break so so how do you uh, think you know such female uh, employees should work on their skills when it, when they are thinking of re-entering the corporate world what kind of skills they should be working when they are taking the career break it's very important for people to prioritize their lives uh if obviously a female is taking a break because there's a priority to the family and uh, eventually they don't know when they're going to come back or maybe they decide that they are going to come back after 2 3 years uh because their kids are small or there's somebody older in the home which requires a special attention over there um my advice is that they should first deal with the priority first okay okay once um no children are always growing up there's never going to be a time when you're going to be less bothered about them or less worried about them right so one has to accept the fact that uh, when they are young that's the time when they actually least require you most of us you know get confused between the fact including me you know um that when the children are uh, very young uh they need their mothers or fathers yeah. uh, you know very close to them which is actually wrong theory now that i have grown up children uh they need what are the basic needs they need their most of the needs are biological and less uh you know emotional needs and uh, children are, are very um, adaptive mm-hmm. so if they have parents working they adapt to the fact that the parents are working and it is the way of life okay right they don't know if their mother's going to sit at home what's going to be <laughs> you know and i may i'm very sure my kids don't want me to sit at home because then the whole everybody in the house would go in a cleaning spree you know there so the most important part of kids life would probably come when they're doing their 10th 12th board exams that's when they have one their parents or their mother you know around Uh, and it's comforting for them because those are critical years for them so i think if somebody is taking a break when the child is very young 2 3 years old and you don't have a support at home or you don't have something uh, you know supportive to take care of your child when you're not around then one is uh, at least for the uh, one year or one and a half year when the child is small i think the mother should devote her complete attention to the child okay right? uh slowly by slowly you know then you can start looking forward to moving back into working and that has to be a carefully planned transition by carefully planned transition means that you should be up to market you know 
on what's happening around you so a lot of reading would help you mm-hmm. the industry that you're working in be on top of by reading you know you'll know what's happening around in your industry you know for example you know uh, if somebody's working in real estate how's real estate doing what are the kind of pe firms you know investing in real estate uh, where is the money coming in what are the government rules regulations and things like that you know one should be aware of what's happening around the world so a lot of reading is a must to keep yourself updated the second thing is that um, most importantly is uh, to get your resume up to date okay a lot of people believe uh, still believe in that old uh, writing of their resumes mm-hmm. which doesn't really bring out the best in them okay. and it's not really professionally done so it's like a homemade khana or cake mm-hmm. you know that you present mm-hmm. um and they they are okay with uh, you know buying new clothes and going for an interview but they want to redo their resume so i think the most important part is to build in your resume uh, bring out your key strengths your achievements the projects that you've done which will help you to bring closer to an employment okay mm-hmm. because e- once you are in in a sabbatical what happens is uh, that you are totally disconnected with right. the world outside with your career what's happening so if you've read what's happening and then secondly if you have sort of um, brushed up your skills in terms of your resume etc you know it'll be easy when you walk in for an interview to show that while you even if you've been out you're still connected and you can highlight your different projects that you've done that this is the kind of hands on work that you have done mm-hmm. okay that helps a lot um and people uh, take that very positively the clients take it very positively that look is she's taken uh, two years break but she's still on top of things okay. that actually shows um only from the fact that you're let's say uh, uh, you know how well read well informed you are about your industry what are the latest trends that are happening in your industry so all that is related to what you're doing in terms of your uh, reading etc so i'm sure there must be many uh, demanding time but what has been your most demanding time you know while being a working mom and how did you handle that uh so my most demanding time has been when my elder son was giving his 12th and uh, he was applying for different universities and uh, i gave up my job the same year okay <laughs> so one after working for 23 years regularly i gave up my job it was not very planned in a very planned way but i think uh, on the hindsight that's the only way it would have happened otherwise i would have kept on working had i not forced to t- uh, forced myself to take that decision so um the time i should have uh, probably given him you know from a support perspective uh the transition that was happening um uh from being an employee to an employer uh was a difficult phase at the time at the same time all the friends that had actually said that they will stand up or help out clients have been working for 15 20 year after i dropped out they changed their mind because they were working with a specific consultant uh not not was was it so not with uh, an individual per se not really um 
I'm one of the stalwarts in my uh, area and um, especially in the FMCG consumer world. I don't think uh, there's anybody uh, as strong as I am today probably the FMCG sector who survived for such a long time and done 100 plus searches you know in the last few years. I would say uh, the transition from being an employee to an employer was very tough because a lot of people you depend on are no longer there. Mm -hmm. The saying is true, when the going is good, everybody's around you. When the going good is bad, you know, nobody's around you. You know, yeah. so I actually lived those moments. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the hindsight, there are always these angels who appear everywhere, <laughs> you know, and they sort of help you take your life so some of the good friends I'd worked years before and very different sector who now HR heads or HR directors of different uh, sectors completely which had nothing to do with consumer sector for years and they never gave me work you know when I was actually heading consumers were the first ones to give me work that oh Priya you're on your own why don't you work for us so I think those were the friends that I, uh, our lifetime friends, our lifetime clients, whatever you call them, are people who sort of uh, supported at the back. So that, that, that was a tough time when I was setting up my own company and my son was doing his 12th and he was traveling to Vancouver and his, um, and in between, you know, uh, while this transition was, all this was happening, I d we discovered that my uh, eldest son had blood pressure. He was just 17 and he had a BP problem. So his BP actually went uh, skyrocketed because uh, of his anxiety. Mm -hmm. He had an anxiety problem and he developed an anxiety problem only uh, in the last one year or so and we were not aware. And uh, it was tough. It was tough. So you're dealing uh, a lot of uh, emotional stuff and you're dealing with a lot of professional stuff at the same time. So I would say uh, that was a tough period, but it taught us a lot. It helped us to cope up with uh, a lot of things that we were not aware. It made us more uh, stronger as people. Being your own boss brings the additional accountability and to be successful, you need to be on your toes. So can you talk about how you manage this now, a transition from employee to an employer? And so as an, how em as an employee, I would say uh, an employee always has a choice of working or not working right okay <laughs> right so if you're working for somebody um, if in a week's time you decide that I want to work for three days and I don't want to work for two days you have the choice right right um, neither will the employer say something to you it's your own conscious or it's your own accountability that takes you forward um, I think I've always been accountable uh, I've always run my family you know uh, so the responsibility has come with running your family and the accountability so uh, let me put it like that there's never been peace yeah <laughs> I think I'm a best survivor for stress I uh, actually uh, uh, do the best when I'm stressed out <laughs> so <laughs> that's the way it is but um, it's it's how accountable you are bottom line is nobody has to tell you anything to do it's your responsibility and how serious are you about your life Perfect. So, how do you take care of yourself? Be it diet plan, exercise routine, so that you can handle oh, the demanding. Oh God! <laughs> do you have time for that? That is that is a tough <laughs> question uh, asked at any point of my life. Okay. So, uh, do I have a diet plan? No. 
Do I have a routine? Yes, I have a routine which starts at 6 o'clock in the morning and ends at 11 o'clock in the night. So, the uh, routine is um, okay. That's a tough one, Kavita. Where does the <laughs> me part, you know? Uh, uh, there is no me part. <laughs> <laughs> There's no me part, but, but, I'll tell you where the me part comes every quarterly or six months. My me part is with my children. Okay. I, I just enjoy my time with them. And I will, especially after I sent my son uh, to study, I want to relish every time that I have with them, every holiday that I can make it. So maybe that me time comes because I like traveling. I travel quite a bit. Uh, I want to see different places in the world. Uh, that's my me time for me. But on a daily basis, <laughs> it's difficult to add. And how do you take care of yourself? Any specific... Um, any exercise that you do, you know, you're trying out or any yoga so or anything? I do um, time and time again, you know, maybe I tried out yoga at point of time, then we then started walking, then did a diet plan. So it's been a lot <laughs> trial of and mix, <laughs> yeah, trial and error whenever you have the time and whenever you have an inclination. But this is something that I really need to work on uh, now and uh, and I'm trying to get around it. So, what is your to-do list on which you don't miss to? My to-do list is that um, one is um, I don't want to miss out on the commitment to my clients. Okay. Um, it's like a personal thing with me. <laughs> if I miss out on my commitments, it means a loss of face. After working so hard and for so long, I'm not ready to do that. The second uh, most important thing is um, um, I'm very task oriented. Mm -hmm. uh, if I have uh, something to do, I'll finish it and uh, probably move on to my second task. The third thing is that I've been very goal oriented, whether it's related to traveling or whether it's uh, related to my own company or, um, you know, profitability or the top line or some numbers you know like you say that um, I'm very very goal-oriented on those things so any specific advice you would like to give to working moms working <laughs> keep working <laughs> <laughs> all right and um, your mantra for life okay um, I like to add one thing over here I think uh, the mindsets need to be changed uh, from working moms, why are we not saying working dads? The moment you say working mom, my child will tell you that mom you are discriminating. Mm -hmm. So till the time we have this outside and working becomes a way of life, mm -hmm. nothing is really going to change. The moment you start saying working mom, why not working pop? <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. <laughs> I mean, he's also working poor guy, you know, and, and his contribution is as much, you know, just because we are good at, you know, cooking and he's not doesn't mean that, you know. Sure, we'll soon have a podcast <laughs> on working dads. <laughs> you, you, sh you should actually, yeah. that's a very interesting one, you know, mm -hmm. I think they have, a, because they've lived um, all their lives, you know, the way they have, especially in the Indian men and uh, the new generation is very different, you know very very different they're very supportive they're very helpful they they they're like working moms yeah yeah and sure. Sure so we'll have working dads as well <laughs> as one of the podcast okay so it, it was wonderful interacting with you uh, Same Maria. thank you thank you so much for your time you're welcome
Hello working moms. Keep working. As the times are changing, you too need to keep updating yourself even during the time of cut your break. But don't forget to enjoy these breaks. Have a wonderful time. Stay tuned to Executive Mom Stories. For any feedback or to be guest on our show, you can reach us at exemomstories@gmail.com or on Executive Mom Stories Facebook page. I hope you enjoyed this Hubhopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info@hubhopper.com. That's info@hubhopper.com and we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.